Well, hello there. Hi, welcome. Take a seat. You're listening to Flowers After Hours, a podcast by My Lady Garden. I'm your host, Kai, founder of the Dalston-based Flower Studio. Join me as I speak with like-minded creatives about business, lifestyle, and music. We might even touch on speaking about flowers. This week, we're chatting to Tom Brown, an absolute legend and founder of award-winning southern food hotspot, Decatur. Situation. It's because it's around the corner. I'm, I'm impressed that it's weekly. I think I probably go three times a week. No, it's it's around the corner. It's like what else do you eat around there? Mm, what else do we eat? We should wait until the podcast starts. We can talk about food. Okay. God damn it, Tom. Unless Jacob's recording, in which case, keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like one of those natural intros where it's just like it's just like like uh, fades up onto us just in discussion, oh, well. and you're not really sure whether it started or not. Well, we're not sure, but we are recording now. Oh, shit. We've nailed that. <laughs> ah, it ah, sounds like we ah, planned it. It does sound like we planned it. Um, what are we drinking, Tom? Um, <clears throat> I don't know whether it's... Is it pink wine? Look, we can't figure it's it like out. It's like light red. It's, you know, I would call that light red. Yep, yeah, you described it well. It looks like if you pickled beetroots. The, yes. Um, the, like the brine, what it would look like afterwards. Mm, I, I honestly chose it because of the label, but... um. Yeah, quite Look, cute. Looks good. Tutti frutti, you know, bit of wine. Drink some wine. It is quite fruity. It is quite tutti I was going to describe it as tasting a bit like uh, ocean spray cranberry juice, <laughs> but a bit. Oh busy. my god, it does. It does, <gasps> doesn't it? That is an excellent taste note. You yeah, yeah. That could be your profession. Good for cystitis. <laughs> this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, luckily, I mean, I I hope neither of us no, have cystitis. I'm, no, I'm not anymore. I mean, no, I mean, yeah. I definitely don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, welcome. Thanks for coming on and having a chat. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, Thank you for inviting me. Oh, very welcome. Um, I guess we should just start. Uh, I mean, who are you? <laughs> who Tell am me. I? Well, that's a deep question to start off with. That is deep. Let's start with, you know, the name. <laughs> what is your name? My name is Tom. Your name is Tom. Um, yes. <laughs> My name is Tom. <laughs> My name is Tom. Uh, I know... Kai, because I run a business called Decatur. Right, so just pause. Let's put a pin in that bit. I've been pronouncing it wrong, which is so embarrassing, and I can't believe you never pulled me up on it. I'm just was trying to be. Have polite. you heard me say Decatur before and been like, "What a twat"? I never. I mean, I hear so many people mispronounce it. I just put it on myself as naming my business a stupid thing that it's, people can't no, pronounce. So. No, so it's not stupid. It's pronounced Decatur, mm-hmm. right? Where did that name come from? Uh, it, well, it's named after a street in New Orleans because the food we sell is Southern New Orleans kind of food. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of came from, I spent a really long time thinking about the name mm-hmm. and, uh, I wanted something that, that felt a little bit like it could be like an, a classic car. It kind of had a timeless feel to it, but it's also the name mm-hmm. of lots of places in the South. Um, the guy that it's named after was like a admiral or something in the U S Navy. And, uh. And yeah, there's lots of places in the South uh, called Decatur. There's Decatur, Georgia, Alabama, um, Decatur, Illinois, which is obviously not in the South. But yeah, it felt like kind of like a regionally specific US name. And I suppose there's a bit of like, if you know, you know how to say it. And yeah, if you know, I you mean, know the food. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening, now you know how to say it and don't say de- like de- Decatur. Decatur. You've got to say it like you're American. Decatur. There we go. <laughs> Nailed. Nailed I'm it. here with Tom from Decatur. Exactly, yeah. Um, 
I am assuming you lived in America with that extensive knowledge. Yes, I did live in America. Tell uh, me more. Yeah, so I've, st- I mean, I started to cater about eight, seven or eight years ago now. Really? Uh, yeah, it's old. It's old. Oh my did god! Did you think it was a new? I thought it was just, a new. I thought it was no. a fresh little munchkin. No, eight it's been years ago. A long time. Yeah. Crikey! But I, yeah, I lived in the US and like for an old job when I worked in the travel industry. I lived in New York. I also lived in New York once upon a time ago. Did you really? Yes, where did where you did live? You? Well, well, I lived in Bushwick, just up the DeKalb stop on the L train. Do you mean DeKalb? DeKalb. <laughs> if we're going on that naming principle. DeKalb. Uh, yes. Well, I lived off uh, the uh, the Bedford Avenue L stop. And wow. then I also lived off... Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Nassau Avenue on the G. So, ah. Yeah. But oh I lived God. there Neighbors. from 2010 to 2013. Lovely. Um, and before that, I'd been on tour with bands around. Oh my God, you've literally lived 10 lives. Yeah. Been on tour with bands around the US. And the band we toured with uh, were from Baton Rouge in Louisiana. And um, I got to know New Orleans, Louisiana from there. My best friend who played bass in the band uh, married somebody from New Orleans, moved there. Then when I lived in the States, I went to New Orleans a lot. And came back and just didn't think anybody was cooking good New Orleans food. And so started to do something about it. And it kind of started with like one or two things and then developed a little bit. Um, But yeah, lived in the States for a little bit. And I always just thought that Southern food in the UK was kind of reduced to its most cliched aspects. And it was always like, oh, Big Mama's mac and cheese and... (laughs) You know, just silly shit. And I was like, oh, it kind of didn't feel like this, the New Orleans that I went to. No. And so I just started, I started like char grilling oysters and making beignets, which are like little New Orleans donuts. Right. And then. I have never tried a beignet and I really want to. The uh, only reference I have of a beignet is the movie Chef, which I do adore. Oh, I thought you were going to say, um, was it, there's a Disney movie with them in as well. Oh, um, yes. Sorry. Princess I love Disney. Frog. Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. An excellent film. Um, <laughs> I probably know every word, a bit embarrassing, but well, um, no, in chef, don't they go there? And he's like trying to get his son to eat them. Really made me want to eat them. Yes. they. I mean, he goes to a place called Cafe du Monde, which is like the, is on, on Decatur street in New Orleans. Oh my goodness. So, um, so yeah, I, I went there probably for the first time in like, t- I think the tour was like 2009. We went there. Yeah. And started the business in 2004. 14 slash 15 from your house from like yeah. what was the from like concept well it was just my my concept originally was just i wanted to i wanted to sell beignets and iced coffee and oh. then i started then i had an event where i was selling beignets and iced coffee can we and make was, another like, space Sorry. for a barbecue let's and I do an oysters. event let's do a beignet event please okay, we can do i would that. like that i'd yeah. like to try them do you know what i realized though what selling three pound donuts and three pound Ice coffees out of a, like a stall on the streets is a really bad business model. I'm sure so, we can make it work. No, I mean I'm sure it's a one-off event, but I was trying to sustain my entire just life. off beignets. So yeah, it didn't, it really didn't work. even start as like the shrimp boilers we know it now. It started so week one was beignets, week yeah. two was oysters, and then it kind of was like okay, I should probably just do there. the seafood. So oh god, and the, I mean everything. I've tried both the oysters and the shrimp boil many a time. They are bloody excellent thank you very much like 10 out of 10 yeah have recommended to many people i mean and they sell out every week now they don't do. they they do i mean it, yeah it wasn't really i was 
So like long story short, the business started, I traded as like a kind of on the street uh, as a street food trader, which was not very successful because just it wasn't necessarily the right project uh, product. Sorry. Um, and then somebody uh, nicked my van, oh, which no. had all of my like trading setup. Shit. <laughs> and uh, and so I was like, oh, fuck, I just spent all, <laughs> all this money um, and the insurance paid me back. And so I didn't really have anywhere to trade from right. or any, anything to trade from. So I did a pop-up um, at a bar called Pamela. Oh, on, the neighborhood um, locale. Yes, down on Kingsland Road. And I was there from, I think, 2015 through to the very start of 2017. I've literally just connected all the dots because I knew you had something to do with yeah. Pamela. And I was like, what? I just don't understand. Right, yeah. there we go. So the van got next. You moved to Pamela. Yeah. Then... You went from Pamela to... I did another... So I left Pamela and I was like, I kind of want to open my own place. And there's lots of conversations about yeah. like doing that. And then it, it didn't really like happen. restaurant vibes? Yeah. Restaurant, re- a restaurant, a small like neighborhood restaurant. Yeah. I just, you know, I think as any small business then you make like lots of assumptions about mm-hmm. where things are going to work. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's, it's not going to work anywhere other than like zone one or two. And so I need to get this much money and then I'm going to be in central. I, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this like... Uh, kind of golden egg event or like long-term pop-up thing in Paddington where it sounds like they're going to have these amazing traders come in that get, like I was they were telling me all these restaurants that were going to come yep. and work in this this kind of like pop-up bar thing in Paddington in the summer of 2017 and uh and I was like oh yeah this is going to be the thing that I'm going to get all this capital in my back pocket and then I'm going to go and invest and open a restaurant and I did this event in summer of 2017 and it was just a fucking catastrophe, basically. No. So all all the money that I'd earned from Pamela, all of the like the stuff that I've been really passionate about, all the money went, all the stuff that I was passionate about just and I was cooking at the time, because I the, the whole business kind of developed at Pamela. Yeah. But I was forced to kind of compete with restaurants that were at this um it was like an outdoor kind of like a food hall slash big bar area, open air bar. And I've been told that these like amazing Middle Eastern restaurant was going to come in and this amazing taco place um, was going to be there. And then as it turned out, it was just like, uh, like really shit stuff next door. <laughs> as it turned out, Not it to was throw really it the shit. Other people that were on the, but like I was like, I pitched them a menu where I was like, yeah, we'll do like, you know, fire baked crackling cornbread like to order yeah. to people and we'll do this and we'll do and like it was a shrimp. just not that and it was like oh i'm going up against the cheeseburger and like nachos of like fucking like melty cheese on which are yeah. rubbish it's like i, I kind of have to like make a business decision here i've signed up for six months i've got loads of money invested in this so i just need to do something that is going to make me some cash tried to do it with a bit of integrity kept oysters on Kept char grilling some seafood, and we did like crawfish boils at the time. Ooh! And um, just things kept going wrong, and I was like, I, "You're like street food is beard, not the one." My beard fell out. No, I was so stressed. My beard oh. fell out. I had like alopecia. Well, I'm glad was, like, to see the beard is with, back. Yeah, it's back <laughs> in full abundance. But yeah, and like, like I was just very stressed, and I kind of got to the end of it, and it was like I had PTSD, and I was like, I don't want like, to do that. Is not for me. Anything with Decatur for a while because. The thought of going back into a situation that was as stressful as the one that I just exited yeah. was like just, it was seven days a week. At one point, the roof of the thing blew off. Oh, God. <laughs> there was one weekend where like all the power cut and we lost like 
eight grand's worth of seafood in the fridge. No. Shit like that constantly happening. We won't get any money back. And Oh my goodness. And I got to the end of it and I was like, I can't, I can't do this now. No. So I went and earned somebody else's money for a while. Well, you know, sometimes you have to. And then finally got approached to open a restaurant in October 2019. So a couple of years later. <laughs> And I was like, great, sign the contract, done, done, start done. doing the development, went to New Orleans with the restaurant group, was like, right, it's finally, this is a, I've got my, got my ticket into like this paying off. Um, and, uh, and then COVID happened, yeah. right? I got made redundant. So I was like, oh, fucking hell. Right, back to square one. And so I started selling the kits. And then, yeah, I guess we went from, you know, a handful of people knowing about us to a lot more this, yeah. this time around. I so mean, I honestly good. didn't know that there was like that those like seven years of history mm-hmm. i thought it literally just started in lockdown so no me. yeah um but that's how i discovered you because i saw a bunch i follow a lot of people who enjoy food similar to me on the instagram and i saw a lot of people like i saw big house was posting about it the taste cadet and i was like hold on a second what is this delicious meal that i'm not eating um and then i'm pretty sure i ordered one and then i reached out to you and then we did a Valentine's Day collab. But yeah. I feel like your success is just like absolutely like exploded in the last year. Um, do you feel like it's finally like obviously is the restaurant still is that kind of going to happen still? Is that still on the cards or are you just like the kits are so successful? Are you just going to keep developing that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for now, I think it's the kits. Yeah, I still feel like it's an uncertain landscape. And like, honestly, it's probably the first time that I've made any money doing this. Yeah. So it's been nice to like have a business account that's got like a bit of cash in it and there's possibilities. Yeah. So I suppose it's like cementing what I have now. But yeah, I think the restaurant like a long-term goal, but I've also realized that people, I always thought like the only way to get like, to feed a lot of people and to be kind of successful was to be in, you know, like a neighborhood restaurant or like yeah. a, a restaurant in Soho or whatever that's turning over lots of people and was candlelit and kind of, you know, this kind of stepping into New Orleans kind of atmosphere. But what what I've realized over lockdown is actually you can do something that's like impactful to people without it needing to be like in a traditional sense. So part of me is like thinking more widely about where it could be. Part of me thinks, well, what if I took over like an old, you know, takeaway fried chicken shop and turned it into a takeaway seafood boil spot? delicious where, where you could turn up and you could have whatever you wanted you could pick it up on the weekend and take it to the park or you could have it as like a feast at home please do that and it's like well the, the, i don't need to have like a full service team who everyone's getting paid to do table service it can be really like approachable but still be serve it can still serve a lot of people and and then that's actually the really nice thing about the the kits is that I, more people have eaten my food net like in the past six months than have ever mm. eaten it before because we sell yeah. what 200 kits a week each kit feeds two people just sell three a people. casual 200 kits a week and <laughs> yeah. and what's the record time that they've sold out in seven minutes that was, is yeah. wild seven minutes yeah. for 200 kits that's it was crazy are you proud of yourself i'm proud of you yeah it's all the <laughs> yeah, hard I'm work proud. is paid off the i'm proud i feel a bit frazzled to be honest but i feel proud yeah definitely Wind, I'm really happy. Yeah, like the wind took off the roof once, you know. Yeah. Your van got stolen, but now you sell them out every yeah. week. I and like consistently. Pretty consistently. It's dropped off a little bit, though, actually, in fairness, in the past two weeks. But people have been exploring the, the, yes, the world I, that they haven't had. I have felt so. this drop as well. 
but I think it is what it is. I think it will it will come back up in time as people kind of get the novelty of being able to see their friends and stuff and sort of a normal rhythm to life resumes. But yeah, yeah it's been good. I, I definitely like, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's gone. I think we figure out what happens next in the next few months and then, yeah, maybe there's a decay restaurant. Oh my God, please, please do one. I'll be there all It'd be the fun, time. right? I think it would be fun. That would be fun. And then, I mean, please, can we do a beignet thing? <laughs> yeah, we can do a beignet thing. We were talking about doing or, a seafood ball outside the shop. We though, were, we? right, yeah. So, because we're not well, a shop anymore. How do you anymore. say the name of your shop against Milady Garden, right? <laughs> Milady. Milady Garden. Milady Garden. Yeah. Um, well, you see, we're not a shop anymore. Which mm. is confusing because we don't cater for walk-in customers. Right. But Studio, we, sorry. It's, well, I don't know what to call it. It's a space. Um, you can order for pre-order. Like you can pre-order for nationwide or collection. But if you were to walk on in, I'd say, nah, sayonara, sister. Um, but I do, like I, I love that it's not just flowers. Like I work with so many people I love. Like when I approached you for Valentine's Day, what do I love? Oysters. I approached you, Valentine's Day. I mean, it does make sense, aphrodisiacs, bit of love, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we did that amazing like collab and everyone loved it. We yeah. sold lots of lovely oyster kits and made lots of lovely people very happy. I think it's quite nice being a business owner and being able to be like, oh, these are the things that I'm interested in. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I, like, I, I sell beautiful flowers, but I really like food. So <laughs> let's I, work out ways is, to do that together. Now that is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> I really like food. Yeah, I honestly think I spend most of my day thinking about what my next meal is going to be. Yeah, you can't waste a meal, man. Come you on. cannot waste how a meal. How annoyed is how I get so annoyed when I'm like, I'm going to have to eat something shit because I haven't thought I about this properly. I know. What am I going to have for dinner? I, I don't know. Well, we, we know what we were discussing. A little delivery order. A little delivery. I think I might do a little burger if I'm quite yeah. honest with you. Where's it from again? I don't know how to pronounce Sobe. it now. So. <laughs> No, you've you've changed my mind about Decatur. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, Sob or Sobe? Sobe? I think it's pronounced honest. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I actually don't enjoy an honest burger. You don't? If I'm quite honest with Why not? you. Oh, I don't well, like the should... patty. Don't like the patty. Okay. Oh. I, my, I love a Five Guys burger. Like, I just love, I love that plastic cheese. Yeah. You know the one? I don't want it to be fucked around with, really. I just, mm, I just want. Well, tuck into a burger. I'm going to definitely order a burger tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we, glad we got that straight on the podcast. Yes, yeah, straight on the podcast. <laughs> I am going to order yeah, a burger. Good. That is that good. is what I'm going to do. No, well, that is a very, like, genuinely, truly inspiring that you've just been, you've done all of that and now you're so, you're just so successful. And, I mean, I cannot wait to order another shrimp boil because... Yeah, I was meant to bring one tonight, wasn't I? You but were, but you then didn't. Then I didn't go to the kitchen. So I just turned up empty-handed and now I'm drinking your wine. Now you're drinking absolutely the, the cranberry juice wine. Yeah, cranberry juice. <laughs> actually, Kaz just um, just poured some ocean spray into I a have, fancy actually. bottle and it's, it's pretending it's natural wine. Uh, actually, it, it is natural wine, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, I did actually ask you prior to coming to send me some songs yes for as you know or if you didn't know i have a playlist yeah and every time i have a new guest on i ask you to add what i asked the guest uh to send me some songs they're enjoying this week mm -hmm. um i'd just like you to you know 
quickly run through. Intro them, yeah. I just, sent. Just tell me what they are. I was meant to send the three, and I sent four. You sent four because you know a little <laughs> yeah. bit on the wild side, you know. Yeah, why not? Uh, so the first one is "Addicted" by Georgia Smith. Yes. Uh, because apparently I listened to the same song on repeat like five hundred times, and I I came out about a month ago, and I hadn't heard it until recently. So that's just been been in my head. I, do you know what? I feel like it's one of those songs that I didn't know the name of, but I've heard. Yeah. So when you sent it, I was like, unsure of this one. Played it and was like, oh, I yeah. don't know this song. I Very think she's great. Easy. She's got a lovely voice, doesn't oh, yeah. she? Like such easy listening. Uh-huh. That'll be going straight on the studio playlist. And then the next song that you sent, Smiling. Yeah. Who's it by? Scatterlights. Now, are you pronouncing that correctly? I don't know. Who knows? Um, is this on your Decatur uh, playlist? It's not on the Decatur playlist. It should playlist. be, because that's what it reminded me of. Really? And also that the playlist horns. I love. Yeah, I just love, you know, a bit of razzmatazz. Yeah, I <laughs> actually heard this song for the first time like two weeks ago. So I'll give you a little reason. There's two Go songs on. on here that Go on. I've listened to more recently because I'm in something with a few of my friends, which is called a, a music league. And so... Do explain. Get, right, so you get... Every week you get like a theme and you have to choose a song that fits the theme. The theme. So it could be like, so this week it's like a song about a girl or a song oh. about animals or a song that features okay. animals in the title. So you, you choose a song that kind of you like or you, you know that you think fits the theme and then all your other friends that are in it also choose one and then it gets put into a Spotify playlist. You listen to the playlist and then you vote on, everyone votes on their favourite one. Huh. So last week we had one that was like Scar and like Rocksteady. And uh, my friend Joe is a DJ in New York and he put that Scatterlight song on there. And so it's the first time I heard it and I've just had it in my head the entire time. I just really like the drums and it's, it's got so good. much energy. I love it. And I don't really like, I always thought Scar was kind of not for me. I always thought it was like two-tone, like the specials or... Mm. I never really invested or listened to that much like proper Jamaican early day scar. And I, because of this music, like, I kind of went down a bit of a hole listening to it. And that song in particular, I just, yeah, I think it's awesome. So, Such a good song. Um, um, yeah, I, I've added it to a few playlists already. Have you really? I have. Yeah. I really, I really, I wouldn't even know how to describe. I didn't yeah. know that that was what it was upbeat, called. And it's got it's loads very, of rhythm. And love the drums. The drums know? are so like, good. Like it's just, it is very full of energy and very just very like positive puts you in a great mood i always kind of when i when i heard it for the first time i was like oh imagine what this would have been like to walk into some like dingy room or some like big open air festival or something and and, and hear that i'd be mm. like oh, it sounds so fucking good especially like back then when this was kind of like a new sound yeah yeah i really it's a really good song very yeah. good song um Quickly back to your playlist, though. Yes. I've listened to it many times. Yes. How long did it take you to put together all those um, songs? I think I've added to it for about a week, maybe. So there's a song in particular I love. Everything I Do Gonna Be Funky by Lee Dorsey. Yes. Amazing song. Such a good song. I, I, uh, I'm a big fan it. of all of the Zydeco on there. So this like Cajun music, which is like all accordions and then just like ridiculous song themes. So great. There's one about somebody stealing somebody's chicken. Okay, no, I haven't listened to that oh, one. But... And there's another one, which is my particular favourite, which is called Dat Butt Thing, <laughs> which is another topic of conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but oh, yes, that one's, worth, that one's worth hunting out. 
Yeah. Um, it was very fun. I was at my friend Verity's house and we were making the shrimp oil and we were listening to it and having a great old time. I think yeah. that's such a nice element for like to include everyone in. To, yeah, like, there's send a playlist like along with 400 likes on that playlist now. I mean, which is pretty cool. You're a bit of a Spotify influencer. Oh, what can right. I say? To wit, to woo. So then your third song, what is it called? Streets Where You Live. Yeah. At, why am I blind? What's going on here? Um, had never heard this song before. Do yeah. enjoy. It's good, isn't it? So the business, again, this was, an, this was from a one of these music league playlists. Yeah. And I can't remember who put it on, but the business are like a, a skinhead oi band. And right. they kind of got a bit more like Cockney rejectsy, kind of like a little bit cheesy later yeah. in their career. And they've got songs about going down the pub and they did like a, you know, dodgy covers of stuff. But the, the first demo I discovered m- recently is like really melodic and has these kind of amazing pop songs before they went really oi. And uh, that song in particular is just, I don't know, it's just something about it. It's really good. Like really melodic kind of guitar sound. His voice is amazing on it. He's kind of not f- going super cockney on it. I just really liked it and been listening to it loads. Love so it. I was really trying to just do what I've been listening to this week. Love it. And I mean, you did you did add a bonus song on there. I did add a bonus the song. The fourth song. Yeah, I know. Because I was like, oh. I've You're got like, like, I can't pick three. I've, I've got, got to pick three four. songs. I've, I've got, got to pick put four. something on that Go is on. actually what I listen to more often than not, which is Freddie Gibbs. I've never heard of this person before. Uh, I mean, amazing- I have now that you sent it to me, but prior to he's you sending... Good. Uh, yeah, he's I just felt, my favorite rapper. I felt quite cool listening yeah. to it. I was like, yeah, that's how I feel all the time. Put in my AirPods when I'm driving around in my Golf, <laughs> delivering people boxes of prawns. Yeah. Man, I put on Freddie Gibbs. I'm like, yeah, could be somewhere else. You're a cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's great. He's uh, he's from Gary, Indiana, which is the same place that Michael Jackson's from. I love that you have so much knowledge about yeah. every person. I like that on. guy a lot for a long time, though. And is I all saw, of his music quite cool, dude? Uh, that one's actually a West... I think he's on a West Side Gun, who I don't really know anything about oh. track, but I heard that recently. Um, but his other stuff, it kind of varies. Some of it's like with... Um, it's all like... I don't know how else to describe it. It's like Stone's Throw-y. So it's with Mad Lib, and it's kind of like indie hip-hop, like interesting old samples broken up and yeah. whatnot. And then some of it's like way more just like straight street hip-hop. And it's both really good, but he's just an amazing, he's an amazing rapper. All of his other stuff is so good. And his like lyrics and delivery and rhythm and flow, everything's so good. So good. Gonna have to give it a listen. Yeah, I'll send you some more stuff. Please do. I I love hearing everyone, everyone's just so different in their music taste. I mean, I also add on three songs every week, but it's usually quite random. Oh yeah. You Um, played me one, a Larry Levan remix or something, (laughs) right? Peanut Butter, great song. Love a bit of a, oh, bit of a groove, bit of a groove. Um, I just love it. It's so fun listening to everyone, like everyone's different. Do you remember when you used to like get your iPad, iPod, and it would like sync up to someone else's music library? And did that ever happen to you? That ever happened to you. Oh my God. So I had one of those little orange nanas and it, I took it to my friend Holly's house. I remember all of her music synced onto my iPod. Why can I not say that? Um, and I discovered all of this music that I'd never heard of, nor would I ever like look for and I was like ah this is a new world I remember growing up and going to oh god I don't know whether this makes me sound like a like a grumpy old man or not well, or whether I'm just being like I wasn't gonna overly say anything, reminiscent but... about this stuff 
But like I remember like the local record shop in my hometown in Nottingham was called Selector Disc. And it was like every Saturday I just spend, I wouldn't even know any of the music. I just read the little descriptions that they wrote on the cards. <laughs> and then I just go and buy random stuff. And I bought some absolute garbage, but I also bought some really good stuff. And and you just put it in a, a CD player and stick it in your coat pocket and it'll kind of like distend Love your stoke coat pocket. And I'd walk to like walk around and get the bus home listening to whatever it is what I bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was, was the top one that you bought? Oh my god, I mean I bought so much shit there. Go I, on. I, off I, the top I, can't of your even, head. I can't even remember. I can't remember the first time I bought I remember the first one of the first kind of CD albums I bought was uh Q Tips solo record which was called, cool. I don't know, it had like vibrant thing on it. And I listened to that a lot when I was a little kid, which is quite, I feel that's quite, quite a good choice. But That's quite a good choice. I couldn't tell you what my first purchase was. Pretty sure, actually, no, I can. You'll never have heard of it before. Delta Goodrum, Innocent Eyes. I know Various. the name Gel- Delta, Delta Goodrum. Delta Goodrum. She's, you know, she's, she a cool, a... she's a cool Australian girl. Yeah, she, I know that. She has a bit of singing with the piano. Oh, nice. Um, and then also Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Mm, wow. I, I believe it was not the Elephant album. It was the one with my humps on it. Actually. Oh wow! Mm, wow. Yeah, cool cat here. This that makes me feel quite old because yes, I feel well. like I was regular at Selectedist then. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I missed that place. That place is like one of the most formative. You should go back. It's closed down, isn't it? So I can't. Oh, it's an Oxfam no. now. Oh, it's but a memory. <laughs> yeah, it's but a memory. Never mind. I could Never go and mind. pretend there's CDs there. You could. That would yeah. be a bit weird, though. Yeah. Um, I do have one final question for you. Go on. What is your favourite flower, Tom? Well, <clears throat> I'm not a... Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm certainly not a flower aficionado. No, but, like, is there one that you like or, like, a particular colour of one that you like? Or there must be something Has that no you one's like. ever said, oh, I like red flowers? <laughs> I like a red one, actually. No, I have recently discovered a flower called a ranunculus. Oh, they've just come in season. And, like, I think mainly I like the name. It's just a great name, isn't it? Ranunculus. But also... There's so there's so many petals. There are wow. so many petals. Do you know what? The other day I passed a deli that was selling ranunculus and What's... calling them peonies, and I was like, "You are a fraud." Oh my god, that I is mean... not that is not a peony. That's that's how I feel when I see people selling like po boys on brioche bread. Oh, Same kind cranky. of thing. Mm-hmm. This is bullshit. No, oh, ranunculus. That is an excellent choice. Uh, excellent pronunciation as well of ah. said flower. Can I ask you a question as a flower expert? You know, go ahead. What is the plural of ranunculus? I'm going to guess ranunculi, but yeah. I'm really unsure and I'm probably wrong. I Yeah, ranunculi, also a very good word. Ranunculi. <laughs> no, ranunculus is good. Do you know what? This morning I actually got a delivery from... Now, I can't... I bet I'm going to pronounce this wrong. You've got me on edge about my pronunciation. <laughs> How do you... Is it Norfolk? Is that a place? Or is it uh, Norfolk? No, Norfolk. Norfolk. <laughs> No, you're, you're just yeah, being Norfolk, me. You nailed it the first time. Norfolk, like, Norfolk, Norfolk yeah. yeah. So I have a supplier who today was his first trip back to London. I haven't seen him since last summer. And he delivered freshly cut ranunculus, ranunculi, yeah. from the farm. And he picked them last night at 9pm, oh. drove down. He, he said his alarm went off at 2.30 this morning. What, to come and drop you some flowers? Yeah. So, he, so basically... Well, it's, I'm guessing it's a long drive. I've got no clue where Norfolk is in uh, the UK. I suppose it's like maybe like three hours away right. from here. Right, yeah. so woke up, 
got everything in the van, obviously, all the flowers, and then he came and delivered to a bunch of florists. It got to me about 9 a.m. Oh. So, I, I don't know why. I just mm. never thought this is a very, def, this is definitely a stupid qu- thing to say, but I don't know why I never really thought that they grew flowers in England. Yeah. Because I just feel like everyone gets them from Holland, right? Is that right? Or am I wrong? There is that? a lot. Like, well, the flower market, like the big one is in Holland where everything gets like, oh, like the auctions are in Holland. Right. So things might come from all over the world, like Italy and France. Then they get auctioned off in Holland and sent everywhere from Holland. Okay. So like a lot of the flowers that I use are like tropical. So they'll be imported from God knows where. Hmm. And then they'll come through Holland to the flower market then to me. But I really try because I use such exotic things. I try and balance it out by supporting British grown like, it's like farmers. Food. It's like food, right? Yeah, but it's tricky because the style that I have is so specific and, like, it. I need to have it all year round so I can't mm-hmm. really follow the seasons properly, but I try as much as I can. So, mm-hmm. like, these British-grown ranunculus are now in season and then the peonies will come in and then mm-hmm. in summer it'll be hydrangeas. So I'll hmm. buy as, all the flowers that I use that are in season, I'll try and buy from British farmers as much as I can. Mm. But, like, anthuriums, which are the ones that kind of look plastic. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The ones with the big... Um... Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. A woman came in the other day and was like, Do you know they're called Dick on a Plate? I was like, Didn't know that, but (laughs) in your house, mate, they are. (laughs) Maybe in your place, not in mine. (laughs) But they are not really grown in the UK. Right. I'm I'm not a farmer, but I'm assuming they need to be in like a hot house. Like they come Mm. from somewhere exotic. Mm. Um but when I can, I try and buy you know, sustainably. I know this, sound, be... this, this sounds really like probably like a dumb observation, but I never really thought about flowers being seasonal in the same way that other fruit and vegetable. Obviously, it's a plant, so there's an ideal growing season. So that makes complete sense. But... I mean, it's it's tricky. Like in the winter months, what is seasonal in the UK? Twigs. Yeah. Like you can't really. People sell twigs, though. <sighs> they do. Isn't I there don't. a shop in Stoke Newington that sold like bundles of twigs for about... 20 quid. Don't know. No, there really was. Oh, God. <laughs> no, see, twigs aren't really my aesthetic, actually. Okay, okay. Um, no, but when I can, I do try and buy seasonally. I'm yeah. guessing it's similar with yeah. food. You want to try and support. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i in a kind of funny position because obviously we don't have massive tiger prawns in the UK. No. And Where do some, they come from? Uh, they are usually from kind of like the Indian Ocean or from... Uh, like the Gulf of Thailand kind of way, so that that neck of the woods. I did not know that. Yeah, but it's like it's a funny one because they're not like the food miles and them aren't great. But then with the oysters and the other stuff we do, I always try and yeah. buy British. Well, you can, you will. Exactly. We're yeah. trying our best. Exactly. We're trying yeah. our best. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming and chatting. That does bring us to the end of the podcast. Wow. It does. Short I mean, and sweet. It, short and sweet. Flew I haven't by. Even finished my glass of wine. Man. I mean, now you'll finish it. Oh, beautiful. Um, but thanks for coming in. You know, hanging loose, Mother Goose. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and I will. I'll see you soon. Bye.